Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. ready. (laughs) Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking all things GAMSAT. So there's only a couple days left until the GAMSAT March 2021 sitting. Um, So we thought we'd do a final episode all about last minute tips, um, as well as advice for sitting the actual GAMSAT. So we're lucky enough to be joined by quite a few of our GAMSAT tutors who all share some of their own advice and tips. Um, Hopefully you find it useful um, and good luck to all of our students out there. Hey, but before we start, we want to do an acknowledgement to country. So I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we are meeting slash recording on today. For me personally, that's the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. I'd like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. We also happen to be recording this episode on International Women's Day. So we want to take a moment to give a huge shout out at all the amazing women that work at Halab to Health. Um, and we also want to do a big shout out or a big thank you for all the women that um, joined us for this episode. They're all very inspiring. Um, and also Mish and myself. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for listening along. Um, we hope that you enjoy this episode and we hope that you find something useful. All right. So maybe we can start off by just getting to know each person um, that's here with us today. So maybe Jasmine, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just what you do at Halad, um, so how many game sets you've sat and when was the last time you sat and um, if you're in med or what year you're, you're in med at the moment. Yeah, so um, I'm Jasmine. I am a Section 2 tutor and essay marker at Halad. Um, I only sat the game sat once, once, and I sat it in May of 2020. Um, so it was meant to be the March sitting, but COVID kind of screwed that around a little bit. Um, and I'm an MD1 at Monash currently. Okay, great. And um, maybe next we can go on to Sarah. So Sarah, you're obviously very important at Halhad. <laughs> you're a very big part of the team. So very little need for introduction, but for our listeners who haven't heard of you before, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Sarah. I am the head of the GAMSAT and Med Entry Services at Halhad. So you've probably seen my face around at different events. If you haven't checked them out, we have a lot going on over the next few months. And I also tutor for section one and two. For me personally, I sat the games at once. It was back in 2016, so quite a while ago now. And I'm in my fourth year of med, so explains why my games that was quite a while ago. So I've had a lot of time and a lot of years of experience understanding what it's actually like for all of you sitting it and preparing for it now. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Um, so we'll move on to Molly next. I'm Molly and I am the Partnerships Manager at Halad to Health. Along with that, I also tutor Section 1, Section 2, and I also mark essays for Section 2. I'm currently in my first year of medicine at the University of Melbourne, and I sat the September and March slash May GAMSAT. 
very recently. So I know exactly what everyone is going through. Okay, beautiful. Thanks, Molly. Um, and so on to Mish next. So Mish, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so I, I primarily focus on Section 3. So I'm a Section 3 tutor. Um, I sat the GAMSAT twice. Um, I sat it, sat it once in my second year. So bit of a while ago, but 2018 um, of March and then 2019 of March as well. Um, and I'm in my second year of medicine at Melbourne Uni. All right, excellent. And um, Keely, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Okay, great. And um, we'll move on to one of our hosts, Gabby. So I'm sure you guys all know about Gabby. Um, but Gabby, for our listeners who might not have heard of you before, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yep. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Gabby. I work on the podcast here at Halad as well as the GAMSAT team. I'm a Section 1 and Section 2 tutor in my second year of med this year. And I sat the GAMSAT twice. Um, so that would have been March 2018 and March 2019, if I remember correctly. Um, now yourself, Karim. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. Thanks for throwing to me. Um, so yeah, my name's Karim. I'm the Section 3 lead at Halad to Health. Um, I also obviously run the podcast uh, alongside Gabby. Um, and I've only sat the game start once actually, so I only started it in 2019. Um, and I'm also in my second year of medicine at Melbourne Uni. See, as you guys are probably starting to tell, there's a lot of us here from Melbourne Uni. <laughs> Gabby, introduce our exam sitting strategy. Yes, yes. Only friendly competition here. Uh, thank you for that, Karim. <laughs> but yeah, now we've got all of the introductions over and done with. What we really want to do now is talk about exam sitting strategy and last minute GAMSAT tips because a lot of our audience will be sitting the GAMSAT in the next couple of days and weeks. So we want to get in with some final tips that we really want you all to hear about. So we'll go section by section and start with section one with Sarah and Molly. Um, did one of you want to take charge and go first to tell us some general exam sitting strategies for section one? Sure. So I think the first thing that you should do when you get the exam on the day is to survey the exam, but you're only going to know how to do that if you've thought about this beforehand. So maybe in the few days leading up, if you have a look at whatever preparation you've done and you know, you know what, this is what I'm good at, this is not what I'm as good at, then on the day we want you playing to your strengths. So survey the exam and find your strengths on the paper and pick those ones first so that if you're pressed for time, those ones you're getting done quality, you're getting done properly. Um, so that's the first thing to do. The second thing, once you're actually dealing with the text itself, when you read it, the most important thing is to focus on the overarching picture. And I always tell my students that at the end, if you can't tell me what it was about in your own words, you didn't understand the text and you're not going to be able to answer the questions. So if all you can do at the end is in your own words, say the text was about this, then you're doing pretty well already. And you, then the rest of the questions are gonna be a lot more easy for you to do. So as a final sort of tip leading up, I would say, if all you do is just read a text and ask yourself, do I know what this is about? Then you're preparing and that's fabulous and you'll be fine on the day. So I'll hand it over to Molly, because I think she has a little bit more on that as well in terms of the text and making assumptions. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sarah. And I think just to echo what you said already about 
in the last couple of days, just making sure that you know what works best for yourself. That also, I guess, ties in with having a game plan. So you know exactly what you'll do and how you'll approach the exam leading up to it. It's not something you should be thinking about in the actual exam. You would have wanted to have given that some thought prior to the actual day. Another big thing as well is just to work out whether you are a questions first or text first type of person. I think this does extend to section three as well, but just being very clear about that and then also sticking to your guns in the actual exam too. Another thing just to be mindful of is to make sure that you leave any kind of bias or assumptions at the door. So I literally did the exam at home and I stuck a sticky note on my door and I was like, good luck, stay positive and make sure that you don't let any assumptions skew your thinking. So just remember that fact before you go into the exam and that will really serve you well there. Yeah, lovely advice. I love that positive self-talk. Um, I think that's so important and so underrated, but uh, definitely something that all students should be thinking about. Now we'll go to section two, my favourite section. Um, Jasmine, did you want to start off with some tips about this one? Yeah, cool. Um, so I think that like my first tip kind of runs from section one into section two. Um, but on the day, you're not going to get a formal break between the two sections. So I think it's really important that once you get into section two or once you finish section one, give yourself a little bit of time to have a breather, um, forget about what's happening in section one and move into section two with a fresh mindset. Um, it doesn't matter if you think you did poorly in section one. Section two is a completely new section. Um, so try to treat it that way. Um, and I guess like another small tip as well is use your reading time. I think that um, you can make the most of your reading time if you go through the prompts that both task A and task B will present you with and try to get a good understanding of what they're asking um, so that once you do get into the more timed writing component, um, you have a good idea of what ACER is looking for um, and potentially some ideas of what you would want to write about. So I think that um, the time between section one and section two is really important to compose yourself and um, try to make the most of that reading time that you get for section two as well. Yeah, exactly. And Sarah, do you have any other additional tips for section two? Yeah, so I wanted to focus a little bit on what to do if slash when you get a topic for section two that just boggles your mind. Um, I've heard a lot recently about topics over the past year, year and a half that have been a little bit tricky or a little bit surprising. And what can you do to safeguard against that? And I've put it into three steps. So the first step is to dissect the prompt, which basically means you need to know for sure what the prompt is about and you can't play around with switching it or twisting it to make it something that you're more comfortable with. So if it's about tax, you have to write on tax. You can't just magically write on something else because you're more comfortable with that. So please know what the topic is and address it correctly. Then the second step is building a contention. And the simplest way to do that is ask yourself, what do I think about this topic? It doesn't have to be a profound contention. If you're stuck with the topic, just ask yourself, what do I think slash what do I know? So maybe I get the tax topic, I freak out, and then I'm like, what do I know about this? Well, I know that tax is essential to build society. All right, that's my contention. So now I'm safe because I have a contention. And then the third thing, the next thing that I do after I know what my contention is, is ask myself, why do I think this? So if I know that what I think is that tax is essential for building our society, then I ask myself, why do I think that it's essential? And so I think about, well, maybe it's because I had access to free education, regardless of where I lived in Australia. And so that meant that then I could benefit from 
having good teachers and good educators and end up being where I wanted to be today. So that would become one of my points, okay? The reason why tax is essential for building society is it ensures that all of Australia's young people can be educated to a good enough standard. And so in that case, now I've built an essay around a topic that I felt very uncomfortable with. So have your own stepwise plan. You can copy this one or come up with your own, but regardless, you should be able to have something in place so that if you get a topic that's a little bit weird and wonderful, you still have something to write on. So that's my sort of stepwise plan that I wanted to discuss. The last thing I wanted to say is just don't freak out and be willing to have a go, just write on the topic and be yourself. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for that, Sarah. Very practical approach, but a very easy approach, I think, to start to implement now um, before the game sat. Now on to my least favourite section, section three. Mish and Keely, would you like to provide us with some tips about section three? Yeah, um, I'm happy to go first. Um, in terms of section three, I think one thing that I've been telling my students um, is that the importance of like using the scrap paper effectively. So I don't know if any of the other tutors have mentioned it, but essentially if you, you want to focus on your strengths when you're, when you're sitting the exam. So what that means is focus on the topics that you're comfortable with. I know students are notoriously um, feel intimidated by physics questions in particular. So it might be something that you want to skip um, and focus more on like the biology um, stems or the ones related to chem. So when it comes to the scrap piece of paper, what I like to do or what I would recommend is writing down or quickly jotting down the questions that you feel um, that you have more difficulty with and then just skipping them. The reason I say that is because if it's something that you feel like you um, have a lot of difficulty with, it's no use getting bogged down by it and um, like trying to dwell on the fact that you might not know the concept really well. So again, like I mentioned before, focus on your strengths when it comes to the actual sitting and maybe focus on the weaknesses when you're preparing for the actual um, GAMSAT prior to it. Um, that's my kind of main advice. Um, I also think like consider the fact that the GAMSAT is kind of like a marathon. You've already gone through section one and two already. Um, and that obviously takes a fair bit of toll on, on you. Um, and then going into section three, which has the longest, or in terms of number of questions, the largest amount of questions, um, it can be quite draining. So I think it's important to kind of pace yourself at the same time and recognize that fatigue um, that you would be feeling after, after break, especially if you've had like a good lunch or so, <laughs> it might be a bit of a time to nap, but um, yeah. So my main advice for that is just to go hard early for section three and that way you don't feel as stressed when it comes to those last 15 or so minutes where you might have quite a few questions still to go. Beautiful. Yeah, 100% agree with you there, Mish. Uh, I suppose my bit of advice is going to start off by echoing what Sarah said not freaking out. I think particularly in section three, they give you so many weird, strange, long concepts that you're not going to be familiar with. And I think that alone, just seeing something you're not familiar with is enough to make you, you know, feel a bit freaked out that you're not going to be able to answer the question. And I know it's a lot easier said than done, but remind yourself it's okay to not know that because I can guarantee you that the majority of the people around you will also not know that context before. And that's why section three, they give you all that context. It's there for that reason. They don't expect you to know all of that. 
and kind of going along that same line there when you do have questions that are um, very context driven where they've given you a long stem kind of beforehand um, I always encourage my students to kind of look at the stem and answer as much of the questions as you can or do as much of the working out just based on the information you have in the stem I mean, section three is a little bit unique in that you are expected to have a level of prerequisite science knowledge there. And as great as that is, you don't want that to let you bias your answers and the way you go about answering questions. So my advice is always start with the question, use what they give you there. And then if it's not quite enough information, then think back to like, okay, what do I know outside of this that could help me answer this question? Try and keep it in a really logical manner and try and enjoy it as much as possible. Because I know it's a long day, but there are some exciting things that do come up in section three and it can be, I don't want to say the term a lot of fun, but it can be a somewhat enjoyable experience to finish off the day with. It's definitely the first time I've ever heard anyone describe the game site as a lot of fun, but we, we still love you, Keely. Um, so we'll be moving on to a section where we're chatting about exam mentality. We want you guys to start thinking about, you know, the game starts in a few days time. How can you be at your best possible self just before the exam? And we're going to be asking our tutors for some advice on that. So perhaps we can start off with Jasmine. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you think students should do in the days leading up to the exam? Yeah, I think the biggest thing in the days leading up to the exam is really just to take care of yourself. Um, I think as people hoping to get into medicine or in medicine, we're very driven on taking care of other people. And sometimes we forget to take care of ourselves as well. Um, at the end of the day, your health is your number one priority and um, the GAMS that will always be there, med will always be there. Um, so I think it's just really important that in the days leading up to the GAMS at, you're doing everything you can to take care of yourself, whether that be making sure you get enough sleep, um, drinking water, don't get to the test super dehydrated and not be able to think um, and just don't burn yourself out leading up to that. I think it's just really important that you put yourself first and um, at the end of the day, the GAMSAT will be there if you want to try it again and it's not the be-all and end-all test to get into medicine. So, yeah, that's probably my biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping it in perspective is very essential. It's something we've echoed in, on this podcast many, many times. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, maybe we'll move on to Sarah. What do you think students should do in the lead-up to, to the exam? Yes, I wanted to talk a little bit about mentality and being confident enough in your abilities and in the things that you've put in and prepared and I guess we use this phrase at Hallett a lot of backing yourself and you know back yourself because you already know how to show up for yourself I talked to a lot of my students over the past couple of weeks and they're all freaking out a little bit because they feel like they haven't done enough and I think that this is a really common feeling for the GAMSAT I also think this is even more common in medicine so if you can tackle this beast now you are ahead of the curve so I always say that if you imagine a sort of Cartesian plane, so sort of pulling on some little section three here, but if you imagine a graph, I think a lot of people see one axis as time invested and the other axis as score achieved. And they assume that the more time you've put in, the better your score will be. And that's just not true for the GAMSAT. Um, personally, for me, I got a score in the top 1% and I think I did maybe three practice exams and wrote maybe five essays. But what made the difference was my ability to reflect and to learn in between each of those experiences and to speak to the right people. That's what worked for me. I'm not saying that that will work for you because we're all different, but whatever you've put in, be proud of and trust that it's okay. Trust that it's enough. Trust that where you're at right now is enough for you to sit the exam. 
today, tomorrow, whatever day you're sitting it and stop worrying about, oh, this person next to me did way more than me because guaranteed there's a lot of people who will have studied or prepared more than you who might not do as well as you or might not be as prepared as you. So if you can picture that Cartesian plane in your head and just go, nope, that's not a thing, that will set you up for life because it's exactly the same in med and in many other things. So back yourself, walk into the exam knowing that you know what's expected of you and that you can give it your best shot. And yeah. Hopefully that gives you a little boost of confidence for the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's so important to focus on your own path and you have put that very beautifully. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Sarah. Um, so we'll move on to Molly. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about some advice for um, the days leading up to the game start? Definitely. So I think what I wanted to just talk towards was normalising this kind of feeling of being quite uncomfortable when it comes to the GAM set and the content you'll kind of go through in the actual exam itself. So everyone is kind of in a similar boat. So I just want to reiterate here that, you know, feel prepared, but also at the same time, have that kind of expectation that you might not always know what to expect in the GAM set itself. And that's a totally normal feeling to have. So just remind yourself of that before you go into the GAM site itself. I think another good thing when you're actually in the exam is to just take a few deep breaths if that works for you. And, you know, if you do see something that's very foreign or you just have absolutely no clue, then that is okay. Just reset yourself, have that kind of mental baseline and see what you can do if that means you have to go to another question or revisit it later, um, then that's very normal and that's totally okay as well. I think another thing here in terms of just staying positive in the exam, I know that the exam, I don't think a lot of people would associate you know, excitement with the GAMSAT exam, but if you can find like some shred of enjoyment out of it, I guarantee that that kind of psychological factor to it will hopefully make your overall test taking experience a lot more enjoyable. So see it as an opportunity to learn if you don't get the score that you immediately envisioned, see, as it, see it as an opportunity to grow for next time. Yeah, um, so one piece of advice that I have is to focus on the things that you can control and really try and ignore the things that you can't. I know it sounds like such an obvious thing to say, but I think a lot of us, when we go into something or we face a situation, we overthink the things that you really can't control. And it might be your score, for example, in this case, like like worrying over that even before you've said it. Um, so in this kind of situation, when you are kind of going into the exam, focus on the little things that you can do. So what I suggest is like having a good breakfast uh, or if it's later on in the day, having a good lunch as well at the same time, um, having some really good sleep the day before. I wouldn't even worry, for example, about doing practice exams or any practice questions the day before because all it's probably going to do is stress you out even more, um, especially for those who have like those early morning sittings, like 7am or 8am or whatever it might be, and you need to get to the city. I know some of you guys are night owls, but I'd really recommend you guys getting some early sleep or even trying to get into bed and just um, trying to sleep early. Um, and also at the same time, maybe you might practice sleeping early just the week before as well, if that makes things a bit more comfortable for you at the same time. So yeah, focus on the things you can control, having a good uh, breakfast, 
um, some kind of hearty meal is what I'd recommend. Maybe, I don't know if this is too detailed, but something like low GI. <laughs> um, so like something like, like porridge, which will sustain you for, for a quite, quite a long time um, is good. And a brown rice. Yeah, maybe brown rice if you're having lunch. Yeah, I agree, Karim. Um, and maybe a banana uh, as well. So a potassium pencil. Um, I think that's what Gabby likes to call it as. But yeah, that's my main advice. Absolutely. I think uh, those dieting advice is crucial for sitting the game start. So please uh, message or email Mish for further dieting advice. I think he's the go-to man when it comes to that sort of stuff. <laughs> so um, thank you for that, Mish. Uh, we'll pass on to Keely. So what do you think is some uh, final advice for students about to sit the game start? I suppose my main last bit of advice is to be aware and have confidence in both your strengths and your weaknesses. I think that's a bit of a strange thing to say that most people, you know, are really quite self-conscious of their weaknesses. Oh, I'm not really good with math or I can't do this or the timing. I'm really terrible at that. But I think being aware of that is really important because it can help you develop your exam day strategy around those areas. So acknowledge your weaknesses, but also those strengths that you do have because everyone has some form of strength here focus on those you can't do much about your weaknesses come exam day be aware of them and focus on your strengths have that confidence to keep going to keep yourself in that positive mindset so you give yourself the best shot um, at doing well and getting the sport that you want yeah definitely i think self-awareness is so important it's a key part of the seeing the game site so you have to know what you're good at you have to know what you're bad at. you just got to be really honest about it um i no, I've told my students many, many times about the things that I was good at and the things that I was bad at. Um, and having that honesty with yourself is so crucial to doing well. Okay, so I think that's pretty much it in terms of advice. Um, maybe just some finishing up final words from Gabby. Yeah, yeah. Echoing the importance of everything that everyone has said, uh, there's been some really golden nuggets here today. Um, but basically just... Focusing on relaxation and um, de-stressing before the exam is key, I think, because you've done so much hard work. Burning out a couple of days before the exam is the worst thing you can do for your marks as well as your mental health. Um, so trying to remember what relaxes you. For myself, you know, it's exercise, getting outside in the fresh air, in the sunshine, um, as well as what I did before the exam a couple of days before um, and then the morning of, I actually visualised myself sitting the exam and doing well. I ran through the entire day, like what I was going to do for breakfast, how I was going to get there, what each section would look like, lunchtime plans. Um, and I found all of that helped me feel much more prepared on exam day. So when I sat in that chair, I was like, yep, I've done this before in my head. I know what I'm doing. I'm prepared. Um, and even going on from that as well, remembering that you don't have a team with you in the game set. It's just you. So if you don't back yourself, you've got no one on your team. Um, so you need to back yourself. You've done the work. You're intelligent um, and you're going to be a great doctor. So show them how good of a doctor you're going to be. Very wise final words there from Gabby. Um, and that that mentality and that visualizing yourself, those are some really uh, elite strategies that you can use, only really used by elite athletes, actually. Um, so we love that we're bringing that into the Gamsat game. Well, all right. Thank you, everyone. Um, I wanted to thank all of you for coming along. I think all the students and all our listeners will really benefit from this episode um, I think it's a fantastic resource. And I'm, I'm really glad that we could have you here. So I just want to thank you for your time. Um, for all our listeners, you know, best of luck if you're just about to set the game start. I'm sure you guys will do very, very well. 
Um, but aside from that, that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, yep, that's it. Thank you all for listening and thank you all for coming. Good luck is the final words, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think good luck, everyone. You're going to do great. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.